experts it wouldn't call it a, a mission statement but they really break down their focus on people product and process their installers years of experience hundreds hundreds I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know more than that in terms of floors uh, I know definitely collectively uh, more than that the product the to- toughest most durable highest grade commercial epoxy that, that you can find in the process. And I, I watched all of this play out, and uh, that is a process that's well beyond what a DIY project can do and, and well beyond what uh, I know a lot of other businesses do when it comes to this flooring for your garage. And, and I mean, that is a uh, you know, high-tech machinery that grates it down, uh, fills cracks, fills little pox that may be in your garage floor uh, and gets all that fixed as as just the prep process. One of the reasons they do this is because this is what they do. Now that may sound obvious, but there are a lot of companies that do a lot of different things and this is one of the things that they offer uh, to, to put this sort of flooring in your garage, maybe to uh, hang some cabinets, but that's not their primary focus. On any given job, uh, maybe one out of ten this is what they do. Garage experts, it's garages. You can find them under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. They're good people. Friends of mine. Twitter users piling on President Biden yesterday after he boasted about growing up in a Polish community. <laughs> I, I, oftentimes in retrospect, I will think to myself, I wish I had started a list. And this would be a list of communities he claims that he, that he grew up within but you don't really know when he first makes a claim that he is going to continually make new claims on any particular issue uh, like jobs that he's claimed that he's had but he never actually had or colleges that he's claimed that he's gone to but he didn't actually go to or family members that had particular careers that they didn't actually have you could go down the list of of areas, uh, um, you know, grade point averages he had at universities, scholarships that he had, awards that he's won. These are all areas. Papers that he's claimed that he wrote or speeches he claimed he wrote where he plagiarized them. <laughs> and uh, it, it's always retrospect because when he makes a claim for the first, you don't know necessarily, all right, he's going to give 80 different versions of this over time. Well, one of these are, you know, well, I grew up in this neighborhood and I, you got the corn pop story all about growing up in a black neighborhood. Uh, a few weeks ago, I believe it was, he claimed he grew up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Now he's claiming he grew up in a Polish neighborhood. So he was meeting with Polish president and Jez Duda regarding the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine entering its second year. While speaking to the media, he recalled his own connection to Poland, saying his childhood home was in a Polish community. Quote, I was, as a young man, I was born in a coal town in Scranton, Pennsylvania. You know, once again, let's make it about Joe. 
born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when Cole died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working-class town, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious that my name didn't end in an SKI or an O, Biden said. He continued, but all kidding aside, the connection between, I was telling the president, the pride. The overwhelming demonstrable pride that Polish Americans feel about Poland and the role that you are playing now. We were talking about it. It is extreme. It is. You would be if you hadn't seen it. You should come and see it. Several social media users pointed out that Biden's frequently claimed he grew up in various communities, depending on his location, most notably the Puerto Rican community. Newsbuster director uh, Jorge Bonilla joked, Biden betrays the Puerto Rican neighborhood of his youth. Pines for Polish-sounding last name. Uh, another saying, I thought he was Puerto Rican and raised uh, in a black church. Well, it just depends on <laughs> what audience he sits in, in front of that particular day. There is actually a larger observation here and that is we once again we've got a president that enjoys observing and verbally reflecting on his observations of national pride of people in other countries and how wonderful it is for those people to have that connection how wonderful it is, you know, the, whether it's the Ukrainians or the Polish people or the Puerto Rican people or, you know, whomever it is, about how wonderful their countries are, uh, how fantastic all of the people are, uh, how they all have sort of that common unity and they're all so proud of their country and how wonderful it is. Yet think about how he speaks of Americans who are proud of the history of this country. Think about before the entire world, when he is talking about this country and the people in our country, the things that he says about us. Well, those that don't support him. You juxtapose a speech in which he's standing up talking about how wonderful all of the people are in Ukraine or all of the people are in Poland versus the red backdrop speech that he gave in dramatic fashion, which the entire world saw, where he talked about half of America being semi-fascist. And at the time I noted, I mean, can you think other than the very, very dark moments in history in which leaders essentially would uh, round up certain people uh, of, of the country and put them in camps, other than those moments, can you think of Any times that world leaders in front of the world trashes on a segment of their population other than Biden? 
I mean, Obama would do it to some degree. He had, you look back on it now, and it was almost a soft sell about how bad the segment of the population that doesn't support him in America is, how racist they are, how every, you know, all the, all the bad labels. Uh, but Biden is, you know, he does it, but with anger and spittle coming out of his mouth and, and, you know, the dramatics of the, the, the hell red backdrops. And that was one of the first thoughts I had more than just the content itself. Like, who does this to their own people? It's one thing to have internal criticisms, to quote, keep it in the family. But when you go out on the world stage and you start doing that to your own people, who does that? Oh, I mean, again, we can list the people in history who have done that. I don't think it's a very positive list for somebody to want to to occupy. And many people would say, if you made that list, oh, you're being dramatic. You can't put them in the list with those tyrants. Well, give me a list of what other world leaders over time have declared publicly a certain segment of the population to be bad, a certain segment of the population to be the enemy, a certain segment of the population to be semi-fascist, a certain segment of the population to be domestic terrorists. These are all things that he has said, words that have come out of his mouth. And yet he goes over to other countries, and somehow he manages to see how wonderful all of the citizens are, regardless of their differences, regardless of their social conflicts, regardless of their different economic status, regardless of their religious status. They're all just so wonderful, and it makes him so proud. He wishes that his last name was more like theirs instead of having that plain old nasty American-sounding name. This is one of the profound differences that, that really became starkly noticeable, I would say, in the 2016 presidential election. And that was a candidate in Hillary Clinton that had that same perspective, where they're usually talking about how bad America is. Railing against the the wealthy, railing against right-wing Christians, railing against people who believe in traditional marriage, though she did when it benefited her, and then, of course, switched positions. Uh, Railing against, essentially, people with whom... She disagrees. And then you, you know, in terms of citizens, and then Trump, he was out there like, America's awesome. We can make it great again. Uh, it isn't government that makes this country great. It's the people. And regardless of what people in government tell you, we can be awesome. And guess what? You're going to have a guy, if you elect me, who believes that. And my goal is going to be that America's number one. And that was such a, aside from policy ideas, aside from any sort of gaffes or other personality traits, that approach, one, America, excuse me, is bad. And by bad, and when talking, their perspective segments of the population, deplorables, bitter clingers, semi-fascist, these are all terms that you, you know, whether it's Obama, Hillary Clinton, or uh, uh, Joe Biden have used against millions of Americans. Not political leaders, not political opposition, but millions of Americans. 
versus someone like Trump that saw the best in Americans and recognized that that's where the good comes from. Not the government, whereas the Bidens, the Obamas, the Hillarys believe that the government is supposed to fix the people. That's why they're there, to fix you, because government is the solution, you are the problem. And Trump's approach was, people are the solution, government is the problem. And I think we're going to continue to see more of this this clear divide between the two political parties. Now, that being said, we're going to go to Jason Rima and then going to segue into the announcement from Vivek Ramaswamy, who has announced his 2024 White House bid. And I'm going to also play for you. It's a more it's a it's a more abbreviated version of his video announcement. There's one that's about five and a half minutes long, but this is an abbreviated version. And his premise for getting back to um, an America that knows who it is is based on the fact that we are a good people. We can do wonderful things. We have done wonderful things. And we need to get back to that identity. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. Springfield City Council has voted to use imminent domain on the Hotel of Terror. Both sides have been trying to reach a deal for years so the city could buy that building and fix the Main Street Bridge. The building's foundation is right next to the bridge. That attraction will get to operate for one more season before the city starts work on the project. There's a slight risk for severe weather this morning and this afternoon as storms move through the Ozarks. It's going to be windy. Flooding could also be a problem. The Cedar County Sheriff's Office has identified a body found in a rural area last week. Chris Maslin has more. The body was that of Ginger Lynn Shoemaker. Two men are being held on involuntary manslaughter charges. Sean Wickstrom of Stockton and Christopher Appleby of El Dorado Springs are in the Cedar County Jail on bonds of $200,000. Investigators said the two injected a lethal dose of fentanyl into Shoemaker. Camden County authorities are investigating a homicide, the second one in the last week. Alexander Cantrell King is charged with killing a family member at a home in Edwards. Prosecutors say 56-year-old Eric Cantrell was found shot to death on the floor of a home. Another woman was wounded. Cantrell King says he accidentally shot the woman while wrestling the gun away from her, but he says he did not shoot Cantrell. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Shower storms, windy today, 69 for a high. Windy, 39 tonight. Sunny, windy tomorrow with temperatures falling down to around 40 and 49 on Friday. Well, uh, Joe Biden has not announced. He says he intends on running. It's assumed he's going to uh, probably around April make that announcement. The only other candidate that has announced at this time for the Democratic nomination or, well, that has announced they're going to announce, I should say, Marianne Williamson. So the Democrats right now apparently have two old rich white people with their hats in the ring. And the Republicans, uh, 66% are people of color, children of immigrants. Trump, of course, running. Nikki Haley, the child of immigrants. And now Vivek Ramaswamy, a person of color who is a child of immigrants. Isn't it funny how the party that we're told is racist and anti-immigration is the party that is producing these candidates? Some would call this a wake-up call. Now, of course, they don't count. You are not a person of color unless you think and vote the way that the Democrats tell you to. Or in the words of Joe, if you aren't voting for me, you ain't black. 
not at all offensive, of course, to, as a white person, tell black people, you aren't black unless you support me as a white person. I'm going to play for you. This is audio from the announcement. Now, this is an individual. I'm glad that this guy is in the race because he has the financial ability to stay in it. And the things that he he are that he's going to talk about and that he's talked about in the past are things that I believe are healthy to talk about. And so the mere presence, I believe, is positive. I believe this guy is also the sort of individual that's going to bring a lot of young excitement into the party. Uh, he is the, C- the CEO of Anti-Woke Inc., a millionaire investor and author, and I, I'm sure we've had him on as author of the week. Some of the book listings, uh, just uh, when, when I read through them, I thought I know we've had those on. He made his announcement on Tucker Carlson's show uh, yesterday, and already Democrats are bashing him because, you know, again, person of color. This is a a a produced video. There is a a, a one that's a bit longer. This one's a bit shorter, Uh, but uh, nonetheless, this is his uh, explanation and and his theme to some degree or to a large degree is that uh, Americans we are suffering an identity crisis. And and uh, wanting to get us back to who we are. Sorry, that's Buddha Judge audio. Here we go. We're in the middle of a national identity crisis. Faith, patriotism, and hard work have disappeared, only to be replaced by new secular religions like COVIDism, climatism, and gender ideology. We hunger to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Yet we cannot even answer the question of what it means to be an American. Today, the woke left preys on that vacuum. They tell you that your race, your gender, and your sexual orientation govern who you are, what you can achieve, and what you're allowed to think. This is psychological slavery, and that has created a new culture of fear in our country that has completely replaced our culture of free speech in America. And that is why today, I am announcing my run for President of the United States. This isn't just a political campaign. This is a cultural movement to create a new American dream for the next generation. To me, the American dream means you believe in merit, that you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. It means you believe the people who we elect to run the government are the ones who actually run the government not a federal bureaucracy that grows like a national cancer that is now metastasizing to the private sector. It means that the best ideas win instead of getting censored. It means you don't have to choose between speaking your mind freely and putting food on the dinner table. It means you believe these ideals form the backbone of the greatest nation on earth that the rest of the world still looks up to as its example, not the Soviet Union in the last century and not communist China in this one either. That is the new American dream. Ask yourself if you believe in these ideas. I think most of you do. I think most of you believe your neighbors do too, though you can't be sure because you don't feel free to talk about it anymore. You might disagree with each other about corporate tax rates or about whether ivermectin treats COVID, but those are details. We still agree on our nation's most fundamental principles. 
At least most of us do. Yet the goal of the ruling party in this country is to convince us that we are divided. Why? So they can accumulate more power for themselves. Well, you know what? I have a dream that we can be one people again. We have obsessed so much over our diversity and our differences that we forgot all the ways we're really just the same as Americans, bound together by a common set of ideals that brought together a divided, diverse, headstrong group of people 250 years ago. And I believe deep in my bones that those ideals still exist, and I am running for president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one. That is the dream that won the American Revolution. That is the dream that reunited us after the Civil War. That is the dream that won us two world wars and the Cold War. That is the dream that still gives hope to the free world today. And if we can revive that dream over fractious group identity, then nobody in the world, not a nation, not a corporation, not a virus is going to defeat us. That is what American exceptionalism is all about. And that is what we will need to revive to save this great nation. All right, that's the uh, the produced uh, video announcement, his run for the presidency, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, by the end of the day, because he is a person of color, um, or being a person of color, uh, we will, I'm sure, at some point learn that he is actually a white supremacist being used by Republicans as part of their conspiracy with people of color in order to perpetrate white supremacy. That's what they've said about Nikki Haley. Um, you know, again, very positive messaging coming from the Democrats. Talk a bit about uh, Vivek, because this is somebody that most Americans have never heard of. Uh, but I think there's a number of reasons that he is really going to resonate with people, particularly young people, not excluding the older generations, uh, but uh, young people. I think that there's going to be a connection here. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up here. The American Transmissions Talk at Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. That website is a great resource. I want a great home loan.com. I tell you this because oftentimes. Uh, if you haven't checked out a site like that, you might think it's just a portal to have them check your credit and so forth. And, and there's so much more information there, uh, including, last time I checked anyhow, a listing of things not to do in between getting approved and closing on your home. There are a lot of things that you can do that can throw a huge wrench in it. You know, well, I want to buy a new car. Or you, you, you get from uh, your great aunt who died uh, $2,000 and you think, oh, I'll put that in my, my account. That, that's just going to help me, right? It shows I have more money. That, that sort of thing can throw up a red flag. And, and one of the benefits of using uh, Don Carricker and I want a great home loan.com is they give you a heads up on all these things not to do so to make the process go more smoothly. I want a great home loan.com because you do shower storms today high of 69 windy 39 tonight sunny and windy tomorrow temperatures falling to around 40 Friday mostly sunny with a high of 49 uh, Vivek Ramaswamy announced yesterday that he's running for president of the United States. Uh, he made this announcement on Tucker Carlson tonight. He said, we are in the, the middle of the national identity crisis where we have celebrated our diversity and our differences for so long, we've forgotten all of the ways that we're really just the same as Americans, bound by a common set of ideals 
and uh, that set the nation into motion 250 years ago. That's why I'm proud to say tonight I'm running for president of the United States. At the same time of his announcement, Ramaswamy, who's 37, released his 2024 campaign website as well as his first campaign ad on social media, and I played you uh, the audio of that ad in the previous segment. Uh, He is political newcomer. Uh, Again, he's 37 years old. He has said that if he wins the White House, his first act will be to repeal Executive Order 11246. He told this to the New York Times. And that is the order that requires affirmative action and prohibits federal contractors from discriminating on the base of race, color, religion, sexual orientation. It's affirmative action. This was signed into law by Lyndon Johnson, which requires an affirmative action component. And as an individual who is a person of color, he is opposed to affirmative action. He um, is the author of Woke, Inc., Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. He's been on a uh, listening tour. And he's got a number of different themes here, but... One of them is merit. We just have to go back to merit. That as a nation, or in anything for that matter, when merit is the deciding factor uh, of uh, a person's success, everybody wins. Instead of skin color or sexual orientation or non-binary this or that or fluidity of these things, or you know, it's merit. Can you do the job and do it well? Uh, He's dubbed the CEO of Anti-Woke, Inc. Ramaswamy said in the campaign video, this is not just a political campaign, it's a cultural movement to create a new dream for the next generation. He said, quote, I grew up in Ohio in the 90s as a skinny kid with nerdy glasses and a funny last name. My parents taught me that if you're going to stand out, then you might as well be outstanding. Achievement was my ticket to get ahead. I went on to found multi-billion dollar companies, and I did it while getting married, raising a family, and following my faith in God. Well, these are all things that do not set well with leftists. <laughs> getting married, raising a family, and following faith in God. In an interview with Fox News Digital earlier this month, Ramaswamy said that he wants to answer the question of what it means to be an American in the year 2023, saying, I'm 37 years old. When you ask people my age and younger what it means to be American today, you get a blank stare. And this is, this is what he's referencing when he talks about an identity crisis in America, that there is no, that the left has done, Tremendous damage by successfully ripping the identity away from so many people, particularly those that are younger. He identifies that as being those 37 years or older, his age, or under rather, and that they don't even know what our identity is. Um, It's interesting because in one of the passages of Road to Serfdom by Hayek, he writes on how it is that totalitarians uh, are able to take over society, the authoritarians. And one of the things that you do is first you begin to demonize the culture of the people, and then you get the younger generations to forget what the culture even was, and that's what the left has done in this country. I mean, Hayek wrote that back in the, the 
30s or late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, somewhere in that time period. There are there's two components and he 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 does lay out specific things he's going to do. I believe that is one of the reasons that he is going to resonate with a lot of people because it's not just a lot of flowery rhetoric. He he's specific in you know like going to get rid of this affirmative action stuff. He's also big in uh, uh, divorcing our relationship with China, and he's very honest about the fact that that means that it's it might hurt a little bit. They may have to pay more for products, but he his assessment, and I agree, is that that's going to be a lot less painful pulling off the Band-Aid uh, than it is going to be long-term letting the infection continue to expand and grow within our body. Uh, to the point that that we are just ultimately controlled by China. And so he's he's got some very... Now, of course, how you go about that, these are things that he's going to need to talk about and explain. People do like details. They want those details. We, we need tangible things. You know, instead of just saying, oh, tax cuts, well, how much? What do I pay now versus what I will pay if you get your way? Instead of just saying border security, uh, what exactly does that mean? Trump, of course, talked about a wall. But there's also um, an approach here that I think is meaningful and will resonate with people as well. And that is what would normally be considered the more uh, it's the mission, if you will. That oftentimes can be dismissed as rhetoric, but it no longer is rhetoric. Once upon a time, people running for president talking about how great America is was rhetoric. And I say it was rhetoric because everyone agreed with that. It, you know, Each party tried to out America is great the other one. No, I think America is greater. No, I think America is greater. But that's not what we have in this country any longer. We have one political party that is based upon utilizing government in order to right the wrongs of our country, in order to try and uh, use its force to re-equalize the sins that this color person has created against that color person. And, and it's about vengeance. It's, it's about how, uh, you know, we were a country founded on these horrible things, which is why we need to be redone. While there is this vision that is presented by a number of Republicans, and Ramaswamy's being one of them, like, no, this country, the ideals of this country were not only fantastic, but is what made us great. And we need to go back to it in order to once again thrive to the best of our abilities. So it's unfortunate that the conversation about America's greatness is no longer just some sort of rhetorical um, uh, position that you put out there because, well, we got to talk about how great America is because that's not where the Democratic Party stands today. And it hasn't for some time. I believe a combination of being specific and straightforward, he's articulate, uh, he seems solid in his positions, and his unabashed position that this country is fantastic and the things that made us fantastic we need to get back to. Instead of saying we need to change, we need to get back to those fundamentals.
And he is a living example of that. He is also a living example in defiance of the Democrats' position that a person of color cannot make it in this country, a person of color cannot be successful in this country, a person of color has to believe that government needs to be there to to uh, tip the scales because they're against them. Uh, he, he, he defies that. His existence defies that. Now, I'm just pointing out reasons that I believe in his opening here, that he is going to resonate with a lot of people. And he is younger. And I think that's going to help as well. Now, that doesn't mean that he's the answer. It doesn't mean that he should get the nomination. It doesn't mean that all of his ideas are going to be the best ideas. You know, that uh, there's a long road to go, and he is new to the political scene, other than he's written numerous books, and so there's not going to be any mystery. I mean, there's not a lack of information out there about his positions, his thoughts. So he's not a complete mystery, but running as an elected or somebody who wants to be an elected official, this is new. So there's a there's a there's a lot that can happen during that period of time in which he's going to have to show and convince people that he's the right guy for the nomination. And then, of course, if he were to get it, the right guy to be president of the United States. But I think it is a good thing to have somebody who's at least talking about this stuff. In addition to, I don't want to say Trump isn't, of course. Trump is the Make America Great Again guy. But to have more than one person talk about it. And I I think that Trump largely paved the way for that. Trump, We should be grateful to Trump for that. That we have a, a younger generation of sharp, successful articulate individuals with diverse backgrounds that are essentially speaking the language that Trump has, and that is we're not just a great country, but we're great because of the ideas that we were founded on and because of our, our uh, you know, uh, our merits and, and uh, our ability to overcome obstacles and that, that positive attitude versus uh, the negative finger-pointing and so forth that different divisions of Americans and so forth. And I think Trump, he laid that groundwork. And, um, and you know, I, I don't think that we should, we should look at the long game, not just if you're a Republican, but as a, a human and an individual. And we tend to pick one person and then we want to just by default say all the others are bad. Um, there can be more than one good possibility. I think that that would be a fantastic thing. I, my instinct is runs a bit counter to so many other people where people are comfortable just having one answer. I like the idea that maybe Republicans have three or four really fantastic options. I would love if this guy turns out to be an absolute shining star, that this guy is on point, that this guy means what he says. And then you got DeSantis, which is a track record so far of defying uh, uh, what we're told is is a pos- possible in this country. You know, you get Trump with his track record. That's Trump. I think it's great. And instead of just having one obvious person that's like, well, that's clearly the only choice we have, so let's all gravitate around it, that we have a, a lot of options for fantastic future in this country. 
and uh, and I'm hoping that that his existence, his presentation, his background, his unflinching optimism, and the presentation of that is is going to lead to better things, whether it's him in elected office in some capacity or or just an influence of the conversation. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick. I just peeked my head outside and it is starting to sprinkle, at least right here in in our territory of Springfield. So if you are out there in Radio Land and it really comes down on you today and you notice some yellowing on your ceiling or maybe some drips throughout your house, uh, that can be very stressful. And it doesn't have to be because I want to recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, Josh and the Pyramid Roofing team, they can come out, do an inspection and see exactly what is going on with your roof. Maybe you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a roof repair. Either way, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they are going to set you straight. They will tell you the truth. They'll be upfront and honest. They love to tell you, hey, you just need a roof repair right now. And uh, later down the road, you can get a new roof. And I really like that about them. I like the fact that they are very upfront and honest and they don't try to upsell you uh, if they don't have to. And so uh, if you do find yourself in that situation where you are needing a roofing company, I highly recommend my friends over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now you can find all of the contact information for Josh and the Pyramid Roofing team that's going to be housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Uh, I got a text in regarding Vivek Ramaswamy's announcement for the presidency, uh, noting that it's worth it for him to run just to hear Joe Biden try to say his name. (laughs) And then when he mispronounces it, we can accuse him of being a racist. Yeah. Who was it? There was, I don't even remember who it was, some lefty that had a, it was just a name that isn't a common name at all, and some people mispronounced it. Of course, it was racism. Like, oh, yes, that's exactly what it is, racism. Well, didn't they do that with Kamala, too? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what it was. Any opportunity they have to claim racism, they they do it. Um, Well, I mean, look at what Nikki Haley a woman of color. She's a white supremacist. And and Vivek will be a white supremacist by the end of the day. I mean, wouldn't you love to see a whole slate? Again, so far, two-thirds of the Republican candidates are people of color and children of immigrants. <laughs> but the convoluted mind of the left is that it is a conspiracy between white supremacists and certain people of color to implement white supremacy in the country by allowing uh, or by having people of color to act as a Trojan horse to sneak in white supremacy, which wouldn't that just be contrary to everything that a white supremacist is about? I mean, think about that for a moment. This is how twisted the left can be. In their world... When white supremacists succeed, people of color get ahead. That, 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 and that's the plan of white supremacists. Not to suppress people of color, but to actually get them ahead so that they, they can then implement their white supremacy. And, and these are people who vote. These are people who hold elected office, who have that twisted of a perspective of things. Got to get a traffic update here. Continue on. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed.
Floors Plus Nicks in Springfield, all of your flooring needs, and they are fantastic at installation. They're a great crew. One of the things that I noticed uh, visiting, well, of course, they did my home, but uh, a site that they were working on is they they really enjoy what they do, and they enjoy working together, not because they're slackers and like, we're going to go have a good time, but it, it's a good uh, working atmosphere, and uh, I've always felt if you want to know whether you are going to be treated well as a customer, see how the, the employees are treated. Are they happy where they are? That translates. That that trickles down. And that's what you get with Floors Plus. Nick's and Springfield, all of your flooring needs, hardwood floors, carpet, tiling, um, luxury vinyl planking, and they're experts when it comes to the product lines as well. And no upselling. 0% financing, 12 months, Floors Plus, under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. In a, a contrast to, we're talking about uh, the announcement, Vivek Ramaswamy announcing he's running for president, and he is he's against all of the the quota stuff, the woke stuff, because of his recognition of the detriments that 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 is to our country, to any culture, any people, both as a whole and as individuals. And this would be a a perfect example of what it is that he's talking about. California high school eliminating honors classes to increase equity. This is is happening more and more. The Wall Street Journal reporting California high school just eliminating honors classes because teachers noticed that they didn't feel there were enough black and brown students in the classes. So instead of focusing on ways that they can improve the education of black and brown students, it's, well, let's just bring white students. Let's deny all the other students the advanced learning. That's, that, that, is a, that is a sickness to have that perspective. But that is what, that is what has a grip on the Democrat Party today. News in 60 Seconds.